Welcome to the July 2022 Canso Corporate Bond Newsletter. From Auckland to London to Ottawa, central banks raised overnight rates in a race to restore price stability and their own credibility. Stocks, bonds, crypto, real estate, if you owned it, it went down in value in the first half of 2022. If you borrowed money to leverage your way into greater wealth, your banker wants to speak with you. Rarely have so many lost so much so quickly. Government bond yields rose substantially in the first half of the year in the face of runaway inflation. The Bank of Canada continued its battle against inflation, raising its target interest rate by an eye-popping 100 basis points, or 1%, on July 13th. The bank's overnight rate stands at 2.5%, which is 2.25% higher than the beginning of the year. On July 21st, the European Central Bank raised rates 50 basis points, double what they promised just a few weeks ago, and is the first policy increase by the ECB in over a decade. This coming Wednesday, markets expect the Fed to raise rates 75 basis points, taking the U.S. overnight rate on par with Canada. On the heels of the Bank of Canada's hike, the Canadian yield curve inverted, as two-year bond yields rose while 30-year yields fell. The yield curve inversion indicates real concerns that higher interest rates will slow economic activity. The market is also placing a high degree of confidence that central bank actions will wrangle inflation back to target. The first quarter financial market bruising exploded into full-blown carnage by mid-year, as second quarter returns pushed deeper into negative territory. Several markets recorded double-digit losses as investors fled the riskiest assets. Equity markets, followed by high-yield bonds, posted the largest drawdowns. Investment-grade markets saw wider credit spreads add to the devastation caused by higher government bond yields. At negative 4.7%, the shorter-duration Canadian investment-grade corporate index outperformed its U.S. counterpart, and the broad bond indexes in both markets. Positive relative performance is unlikely to provide consolation to absolute return investors down over 10% so far in 2022. Year-to-date, the S&P TSX return stands out relative to the other equity markets due to strong performance from its oil and gas sector, while on the other end, the Nasdaq has been adversely impacted by plummeting prices in technology stocks. Leveraged loans weakened into quarter end, but remained the top performing fixed income asset. The siren call of floating rate coupons and first lien security drove leveraged loan market demand as well as ongoing demand from CLOs. Investment-grade credit spreads widened in the second quarter. In Canada, higher-quality spreads climbed 21 basis points, while the U.S. saw a 42 basis points increase. Spreads in both markets moved substantially higher year-to-date. U.S. investment-grade spreads now sit just above their long-term average of 147 basis points. Canadian investment-grade spreads are 63 basis points above. In the second quarter, U.S. B corporate spreads moved 54 basis points wider, compared to 34 basis points in higher-quality A-rated issues. In Canada, B and A-rated spreads both widened similar amounts, 19 basis points and 24 basis points, respectively. Canadian banks flooded the new-issue market with product, and investors demanded new-issue concessions. This pushed new-issue and secondary spreads wider. Limited Recourse Capital Notes, or LRCNs, issued by the Canadian banks 
ranked among the worst performing securities in the Canadian market. LRCNs are not a constituent of the Canadian index. Year-to-date, Canadian investment-grade new issue volumes lagged 2021's record-setting pace only slightly. Canadian banks were the most active, issuing domestically and globally. TD Bank issued $2.75 billion five-year bail-in bonds at a spread of 163 basis points. BMO followed suit at a spread of 165 basis points. June brought a series of LRCN issuance totaling $3.3 billion. CIBC priced $800 million at 400 basis points back of the five-year Government of Canada yield. Manulife then printed a billion dollars in new notes at 395 basis points. Finally, BNS priced the largest issued of the period at $1.5 billion, also at a spread of 395 basis points. Initial coupons for each of these deals exceeded 7%. The headline yield translated into significant investor demand for these issues. Banks also continued to migrate preferred share funding away from retail to institutional investors. The Bank of Montreal recently issued a $500 million preferred share offered only to institutional buyers with a reset spread of 425 basis points. Proceeds were used to call a $400 million retail-based preferred share with a reset spread of 317 basis points. The benefits of satisfying the regulator's desire to reduce retail funding and creating additional room for future LRC and issuance seemingly outweighed the faulty economics of the transactions. Issuance activity by non-financials continues to be muted, as many corporate issuers shored up liquidity positions during the pandemic at substantially lower all-in yields. Of note, TransCanada pipelines came to the market in May in a three-tranche deal totaling $1.5 billion. High-yield new issue supply fell drastically in the first six months of the year. Higher benchmark yields, widening risk premiums, and heightened recession worries dampened new issuance activity. In the second quarter, JP Morgan tallied only $25 billion US dollars of US new high-yield issuance, bringing the year-to-date total to $71 billion. This compares to $301 billion for the first six months of last year. Outside the US market, the same trend held, as non-US dollar high-yield issuance fell to a $20 billion US dollar equivalent, down 80% from the same period last year. High-yield spread started the quarter only 41 basis points wider than the year-end 2021 close, as light new issue supply helped to offset the market's eroding risk appetite. Investor concerns over the fallout from aggressive central bank rate tightening took hold in the second quarter. Investors rushed to the exits, pushing spreads 221 basis points wider to 592 basis points at the quarter end. This was the first close of the index above its long-term average of 544 basis points since June of 2020. There may be more pain to come, as high-yield credit spreads still have a long way to go to reach the wide levels experienced in past crisis periods. Lower-quality issues accounted disproportionately for the shift higher in credit spreads this year. Investors have fled from the uncertainty of the riskiest assets. Downward pressure in the lowest quality segments of debt markets should not be surprising, as the most speculative issuers are starting to come up against tightening liquidity across capital markets. New issue activity can only remain depressed for so long before issuers will have to bear significantly higher refinancing costs. We expect we are at the very beginnings of increased default activity. While still relatively modest, this year has seen the most default activity since 2020. 
JP Morgan calculates nine companies defaulted in the U.S. this year, totaling 17.2 billion U.S. dollars, while another six companies completed distressed exchanges aggregating 9.7 billion. The tally through the first half of 2022 is nearly twice last year's full-year total of 13.9 billion U.S. dollars. Endopharmaceutical experienced the largest default of 2022, while household name and long-standing issuer, Revlon, was also added to the list. Higher treasury yields and wider credit spreads combined to push the yield to worse for lower quality credit to 8.9% on June 30th, above its long-term average of 8.4%. It was just a year ago that the index yield hit the all-time low of 3.8%. We began to observe, to our amazement, high yield issuance with coupons below 3% in some double B-rated issues. At that time, over 50% of issues carried a yield below 4% while today the tally is just 0.3%. The vast majority of the underlying issues are now yielding above 6%. There is also a steadily increasing cohort of issues yielding north of 10%, which comprises just over 21% of the index. All-in yields approaching 9% enticed buyers back to the market and high-yield spreads have subsequently rallied 82 basis points in July. We expect July's rally to be short-lived as reduced availability of credit, higher borrowing costs, and a slowing economy take their toll on highly levered companies with flawed or strained business models. Markets frequently disconnect from fundamentals. Securities achieve lofty pricing levels and remain expensive for long periods. Investors chase returns at the expense of prudence. Central bank and government policies fuel unjustified confidence and unsustainable excess. Market corrections occur swiftly and unpredictably when the previously acceptable turns intolerable. Markets lurch from crisis to rescue to stabilization to recovery, then normalization. We believe we are in the normalization phase of the latest cycle, exiting a period of extraordinary excess. Central banks are raising overnight rates and reducing bond holdings. Bond yields are jousting with inflation expectations. Risk premiums are moving higher as concerns over recession and rising corporate defaults take hold. Higher yields and wider spreads have put the income back into fixed income. While the return potential afforded by credit markets is more interesting than six months ago, we do not believe potential returns offset the risks we see ahead. We are continuing to value quality and liquidity above all else. Thank you for listening to the July 2022 Canso Corporate Bond Newsletter. This publication has been prepared by Canso Investment Council Limited and has been prepared solely for information purposes. Information in this publication is not intended to constitute legal, tax, securities, or investment advice and is made available on an as-is basis. Information in this presentation is subject to change without notice. Canso Investment Council Limited does not assume any duty to update any information herein. Certain information in this publication has been derived or obtained from sources believed to be trustworthy and or reliable. Canso Investment Council Limited does not assume responsibility for the accuracy, currency, reliability, or correctness of any such information. This document may contain forward-looking statements, statements concerning a fund's or entity's objectives, goals, strategies, intentions, plans, beliefs, expectations, and estimates, and the business, operations, financial performance, and condition are forward-looking statements. The words believe, expect, anticipate, estimate, intend, aims, may, will, would, and similar expressions, and the negative of such expressions, are intended to identify forward-looking statements, although not all forward-looking statements contain these identifying words. 
These forward-looking statements are subject to various risks and uncertainties that could cause actual results to differ materially from current expectations. Viewers are cautioned not to place undue reliance on these forward-looking statements. While Cancel Investment Council Limited consider these risks and uncertainties to be reasonable based off of information currently available, they may prove to be incorrect. To read our source disclaimers, please refer to the Cancel website.